Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And something, yeah. Something, oh yeah. Something Scooby Doo, be And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. You can probably tell right off the bat that I am not coming to you on my professional microphone, but you know what? I'm going to be back on that next week, so um, you can look forward to that. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Christmas week, and a lot of people listening to this are already um, you know, back at work, and some of you are still probably lingering on at your uh, family's houses <laughs> against your will. Um, and some of you are still enjoying things, yeah, with your friends or out, still taking holiday, being German, skiing and being weird and stuff like that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I hope everyone had a really wonderful Christmas. Um, I know I did. There's a lot to catch up on. There's a lot to, to think about going forward. Um, one thing I've definitely got to do is I've got to get into gear about this live show. Just as a reminder for people who are um, just catching up with the show. Um, if you've come to this show from my Instagram page or, or TikTok videos or something, um, first off, welcome. Merry Christmas. And yeah, I, I set up this live show at the Miller um, venue, the Miller, I guess it's just the Miller Club in Munich a while ago. And uh, to pretty much, I think everyone's surprise, I know to my surprise, it sold out um, pretty much immediately, which has just never happened before. So it's, it's like a miracle. It's something I've always wanted. I've always dreamed of selling out a venue. It's something that like every entertainer always dreams of. You know, every musician dreams of this. Every person who puts on a performance of some kind, of course, dreams that they get this um, you know, special sold out. I did a whole episode on this um, um, a couple of months ago. If you want to check it out, it basically goes into all my um, personal ooey-gooey feelings about selling out the Mila and how special it is to me that that happened. Um, and it's called Those Two Special Words, sold out, um, if you want to check that out. But yeah, so I did that, and here we are. It's uh, Christmas week. And, you know, Christmas has already come and gone, which is insane how fast that happened. And now I have to really kind of prepare myself because January 13th is the show. January 13th. And you know what? The thing is, I have my structure. I have my my, my skeleton of the show. But I think, the thing is, I'm going to have to run it like over and over and over and over and over. And I think that's the only way it's going to help. The only way it's going to help me or anybody else is if I just run this show and I beat it into the ground. Um, with friends and things like that, just to get get all the fat trimmed off, get all the third party perspectives out of the way. You know, is this story too long? Is the, does this joke belong here? Um, I take too long on this. You know, I, I know for sure that I'm in the position now that I have I have written way too much stuff, uh, which is good. It's it's good to have too much, and you can cut back as opposed to not having enough. 
and then needing to like scrap for more. I, I feel pretty certain I have too much. So let's see. Um, some stories and things I have written down have a lot of detail and some things just have bullet points. So I got to try and find the flow and find the structure for these things. And I was going to have like a pretty elaborate setup, but I think now the closer I get to it, the, the less and less I want that. Um, maybe I can still do, I kind of imagined like a projector with some images and that's not too complicated. I could probably still do that. But I had like this idea in mind for sound bites and things. And I think if I'm already telling a huge story and I'm doing music and if I want to have photos that I have to time, you know, like with a laptop on stage or something, then it's a lot to, to do anything else. Plus, um, I don't know if I, I think I did talk about it on here before, but Bayerische Rundfunk has a program called Caprizio. <laughs> Sounds like some old Italian like war, like war battle. Like he's going to the city of Caprizio to fight to the death with the lions. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, these guys, they, they contacted me about, um, they want to do a pre-show interview. They want to film the program so they can get like, you know, a few good clips for their for their TV program and for online, and then they want to do a, a post-show interview. Um, and it's going to be tight because it's great to have footage of the show. I'm excited to, to, to have access to looking at the... I'm excited to, to see the show and to, um, you know, get a glimpse into what this looks like from everyone else's perspective and to be able to have the content. It's nice to, like... I already hired my friend Tim as well to, like really shoot the whole thing that like, I hired, I hired Tim a long time ago. Um, he's such a great cameraman and a good friend of mine. And he shot a lot of the crooked rail music video and he shot a few other things that we've done before. Um, Oh, uh, I did, a, I did, a, I directed a music video for, um, my friend's band and he was the cameraman and it was also really a lot of fun, easy to work with him. And I, uh, always want to work with him, but of course, you know, he's got to make a living. So I, I, I can't, always ask him for, to do things for free. And finally I got to, a, it got to a point where, yeah, this show is sold out and I'm going to basically try and even out the cost of what it would take to capture it. Um, uh, you know, and I'm not, it's, not, it's not really a show about making money. It's more about like having the best experience, uh, f from my, from my perspective. So, um, Tim is going to shoot the whole thing and I, you know, can have clips for content, which is going to be great. But Caprizio is going to also do the pre-show interview. They're going to shoot some things too. So it's even more stuff. And then there's the, they want to do an after show interview, which is great to be able to include that as well. Um, I'm nervous about all of that because I am so, I feel so underprepared right now. And to imagine having like a professional journalist asking me questions before I'm about to go on stage just drives me crazy. But they also want to have a post-show interview the very next day on January 14th, which is really cramming as much in as it possibly can be because um, the 15th, I already leave at like 4.30 or 5 in the morning. It's just the most horrible time to get up and go to the airport ever. But I'm immediately getting up very early on the 15th, um, corralling the whole gang and going to... Um, the Canary Islands for um, a, a holiday, like a cold, a cold January break from Germany. Um, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. I really got to get out of, really got to get out of Munich in January, and um, had it planned with friends for a while. So, a lot of things kind of spiraling all together at once. Like here we are at Christmas, 
quiz moist. And I saw the video again today of Camila Cabello. Like, <laughs> I'll be home for quiz moist. It still makes me laugh. And, um, but I've had a nice time here. And I guess the point I'm trying to make about all of this, as you can tell, I'm very scatterbrained. The point I'm trying to make is that the live show's coming up. It's already after Christmas. And I am just like so nervous about this. Um, and yeah, if you've, yeah, just to touch back on that thing from the start, if you've just joined in to the podcast for the first time, you know, this is kind of, this is more or less what it's become. Like sometimes there's interviews, but it's a lot of me <laughs> kind of just rambling about what's like, like me adjusting to this life uh, that's, that's changing around me. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, let's, let's dive into some like the side thing. So, um, very, very thankful that this year for Quish Moish, I got, um, I, I, I'm, I'm American in this way. And I'm also very childish in this way that like, whenever there's, when it comes to Christmas or birthdays, I am very much someone who enjoys and like can get a lot of pleasure out of uh, a material gift. A lot of people I know um, very much prefer an, uh, like activity gifts. Like, hey, let's go to uh, let's go to get a massage together. Let's go to this hotel spa. Let's go to you know let's take a weekend trip to Prague or something like that. I know a lot of people who prefer that. They they want to do things together. They want to have experiences together. I don't care at all about stuff like that. Um, if I want to take a trip in January with some friends, we're going to talk about it and we're going to book it. It doesn't have to be my gift. Um, I'm, I'm an adult now and I can pay for my own flight. That's okay. Um, you know, it's a privileged position and I, I can, I don't have to wait around for a gift, but when it comes to Christmas and birthdays, I am full on just a complete sucker for getting a material gift. I love that. It is just the American in me. I'm sure. It's sure. Sure. Think what you want. Okay. Is it selfish? I don't know. Maybe. Is it immature? Probably. Is it, I don't know, this and that for the environment? Is it this and that for you're an adult, you're in your 30s? I don't know. But if it comes around time for Christmas or birthdays and someone's like, what do you want? What do you think he wants? What do you think we're going to, what should we get him? And there's an opportunity for a few friends or family people to pull together and put their money into a, a larger pool in order to get me something very special that I don't just have to go by myself. Uh, I am so game for that. I am always game for that. And since I've turned 30, that has been like such a primed, like incredible um, return that I've been able to, to get every year. And of course, you know, when you get in your mid thirties, birthdays, they're not as big and I don't wish for things that are as expensive. You know, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for when I get forty, and I'm gonna fucking buy the house down. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go so crazy at forty. I really I think about that already. Like how big my fortieth birthday is gonna be. I love big, bold birthday parties, and I I like um, when people have pulled together. Like hey, you know, we all all thirteen of us came together and got you this thing that you really want. And it's like oh my god, I'm gonna use this forever. For example. For my 29th birthday, not even my 30th, on my 29th, so many friends pulled together and got me this electric Telecaster guitar that I love. 
and I, I take such good care of it, and I have it at home in my studio. I see it every day on the guitar rack, and I love it, and I play all my shows with it, and uh, not the one on the 13th. That's going to be acoustic, of course, but um, yeah, I love that. And that was a, such a special gift, you know, and people, you know, contributed things too, like, oh, you know, here's the guitar strap, and here's some um, you know, here's like the cables and here's the, uh, like a pedal, like everyone kind of like combined things around to making it this very special gift. And I love that. And then for my 30th, um, this was a huge, I mean, this was a huge thing. Like it, it was too much. Like I felt, I always feel a little guilty about my 30th, but just giving like the briefness of that, like the first, the thing with that was <laughs> I got the Nintendo switch cause I'm 11 so I got a Nintendo Switch and a couple of games. So it was like Super Smash Brothers and I think Super Mario. No, no, it was, um, uh, what's the, oh my God, Mario Kart. It was Mario Kart 8 and Super Mario Galaxy, which is still in my top five like greatest games I've ever played in my life. Um, 3D Mario games are just the best. <laughs> They're so good. Um, so I got that. And then of course, a lot of musical equipment, like my MIDI keyboard and things like that, that I use a lot. And it was a huge undertaking, big gifts, right? So I, this is what I mean. I, I like that. I use these things. I love these things. My switch, I'm a big friend with my switch. I've used it a lot. I still have it. It's set up nicely in, in my little, you know, basement room with a, it's like, it's just arranged pretty in a nice way. And I like seeing it. And then I like using it and been playing Mario Kart a lot recently before, um, you know, traveling for Christmas. And anyway, that's what I mean. So now here I am. And it, it, it comes around to the time where um, around Black Friday, uh, like Black, Black Friday deals, or I think, as, I think Amazon just does like Black November <laughs> or whatever, but it's just like a two week window around Thanksgiving where everything is uh, of a much affordable, much more affordable price than, than usual. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, the PlayStation 5 is marked down tremendously. I remember last year, you couldn't get one. Last year, you just couldn't order one. Like my friend Morris, his wife, Johanna, I don't know how she got it. I don't know how she got it at the time. Because it was Moritz's, it was Moritz's birthday, I think, or Christmas. And it was just like a huge, like so amazing, such a cool um, time in the release and of his special day to get this amazing gift. And I think I still don't really know how she came around. I think she like really hustled and worked. And the thing was, and then too, it was still really expensive. I mean, they are, they're expensive, incredible computers that, <laughs> I mean, it is expensive, of course, but then it was still like pretty fresh, pretty new. And and now, thankfully, it's been, a, you know, like a whole another year has gone by of people buying them. It's like the most purchased console on earth or something. November time, Black November rolls around this year. It's marked down from like over a thousand or whatever to like 448 or something like that. I remember it was like 450, 440. And I could not believe that markdown, like a, a, a PS5 brand new, like this mega computer that can like display the most incredible imagery, which is funny because this is how everyone has always felt about every new console release ever. Like 
it's funny how that state, like we are in the future now. So everything that releases is just like unfathomable to someone who got the first like Sega Dreamcast or like the, even the first Xbox, you know, PlayStation 2 was like the most sold console of all time for, for a long time. Um, and now you look at the PlayStation 5 and you're like, that stuff from the PS2 and 3 is a joke, man. Those Anyway, that's really nerding out on game stuff. But like those old Grand Theft Autos look like shit. Um, it, but it's the nostalgia, right? And like even with my Switch, one of my favorite games to still play on the Switch is Super Mario 64. That game came out in like 1997 or 96, something like that. And it's, yeah, it's clunky. It's clunky and it's blocky. But it's just the perfect game. Like you, you can just look past all that because of the story and the nostalgia and um, the music and the levels. And it's just some, you know, it was just such an incredible achievement. People have that same thing with you know, um, with Zelda. I forgot the first one, uh, Ocarina of Time. Like uh, these, all these old games. People have that with, um, you know, of course, still like the first, you know, Grand Theft Auto three or four. Like Vice City, for me, was something very nostalgic. But it still look it looks kind of bad, you know. It looks cool, but it looks kind of bad. Anyway, so here we are. It's you know 2023, and the new console is out. And my, the last thing I got was yeah my Switch that was three years ago, um, and I thought you know this PS5 it's such a like all my friends have it now. Like Moritz has had one for a while. My friend Robbie's had one for a while. Um, I have like my friend Mobat, our good our good friend here for the show. Mobat has he got a PS5 like two months ago. Just bought one. Just like I'm gonna get one. They're, they're at such a low price. I have to get one. He bought one, and he got Hogwarts and all this stuff with it. That's just like these incredible achievements. And I, yeah, what do you know? You know, your boy got jealous. You know, he is a child. The old Jordan Prince. I'm literally wearing a T-shirt with my name on it because it's a Michael Jordan shirt, but it doesn't say Michael, so it looks like I'm wearing a shirt with a name tag. And you know what? I like that. I like that it's my own Jordan shirt and it has a basketball on it because that's cool. Even though I look like an, uh, like a, you know, like a, a chubby eighth grader that got lost on the field trip. I that's just me. I'm the chubby eighth grader who got lost on the field trip. That actually happened when I was 15 and I was in New York City. We all went to the Empire State Building and our friend, this girl Morgan, who I thought was very pretty, she got lost. She wasn't on the bus. I went back to look for her. No teachers with us was in the main lobby of the uh, of, of the Empire State Building, which you can see in every single rom-com from the 90s. Think about Sleepless in Seattle. They go to meet New York. That's the real lobby from the Empire State Building. And I was in that room, and then I found her, and then we were, were walking back to the bus, and she started humming Across the Universe by the Beatles. I thought, you're the most special lady I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm immediately in love with you. And I proceeded to be in love with Morgan until we graduated from high school, and then I never saw or, nor heard from her ever again. But I was the chubby eighth grader who got lost on the field trip. Okay. That's what happened. And that's what I feel like now. PS5 comes out. Quality's incredible. All my friends have it, so I'm jealous. I approach. I approach the fam. I'm like, hey, you know, if you were to ask me what I would want, this would be what I would want. And it's like 450, and that's a lot. That's a lot to ask for a gift. And I'm not, you know, I'm not 11 years old anymore. You can't just like pull everything together and like, you know, I used to pull my birthday and my Christmas. Like the what I would whatever like the cost would be co- combined of those two things, I used to ask my parents. I remember in college, I was like, I think my freshman year, 
I was like, can I please just combine my birthday and my Christmas for 500 bucks, please? And let me record an album. And I, rec- and I took that 500 and I gave it to a guy from my college and we recorded my first CD, Horse, that came out, yeah, forever ago, 2010 or something. Um, oh, I should do like a, I remember a couple years ago, I wanted to do like a 10 year anniversary of that album and like re- re-record some of the songs. Some of them still have a nice little vibe. I cannot listen to my own voice from that far back. Um, it's like piercing chalkboard, like knives in my ears. But some of the songs do have some charm, and I was an emotional little baby boy, so some of the lyrics are nice too. But anyway, I used to do that a lot. And now here we were, and I said, you know, I know 450 is a lot, and you know, I'm a big boy now. You know, if 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 you know if Ify says that that's too much, she she can't ask everyone to pull together for that for a random Christmas. Um, I told her I would totally understand, and that if it's too much, I will just happily buy it myself. That is the luxury of being an adult. You can say, "Look, I would love this as a gift, but if it doesn't work out, I know it's I know four fifty is still expensive, even though it's marked down like you know seventy percent or whatever." I was like, I will still get it. Like, I will get this. It does not bother me. It will not hurt. It will not hurt this interaction. This business deal is taking place. You can be, you can have your cards on the table or not. Okay? The transaction is happening. You can be a witness or not. And um, I was like, or, you know, you can ask the family to pitch in half. I'll pitch in the other half. Tomato, tomato, brigado, brigado, we got a PS5. In the end, very nice. Everyone pulled together and... Now I have it, and I'm looking at it right now as I talk to you on my cell phone. I am looking at it. I have this beautiful, beautiful console. It's beautiful. It's, it's, um, it's ebony and ivory, just like the song, and a really nice, lovely new um, DualSense wireless controller, which is wonderful. And, um, yeah, I, I immediately went up and set, like, went, signed into my account, the only thing, and I know that my, my PlayStation boys are going to hit me up after this because I, I know that I'm getting something wrong. I always thought that, let's say I'm on my PlayStation 4, and people for who hate stuff about games, look, I'm on vacation. I'm talking to you alone in a bedroom on my cell phone. I'm probably not going to give you show notes to cut to where it stops talking about games. I'm not going to take forever to do this. I Forgive me if you get a little bored. But I gotta, I gotta set something up here, and then I'm gonna move away from the PlayStation. Okay, okay, that's my promise. I will move away from this after this um, segment. Here's one thing I thought does work, but I, I have to believe that it does, and that I must have just not set something up with it yet. But when you when you turn on the PS5, it's like a brand new computer, right? It's this, it's this very elaborate machine. You have to update things and and get everything all set up and sign into your account and approve of all these terms. It's very normal. So I got to the homepage and I thought, okay, I've signed in to my profile from the PlayStation 4. So it's your PlayStation account. It's like, you know, you have your, your picture and your name. It has your, your PayPal account for when you download things. And it was like, do you want to download one of your games from your media library? And I was like, of course I do. And I immediately downloaded Resident Evil because I'm uh, addicted to Resident Evil. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3 Remake, 4 Remake, 7 and 8, the best five games? No, 1, 2, 3, four. yeah, the best five games, uh, God, that I've played in decades. And um, I was like, okay, I, I, yes, I would like to download that. So I downloaded the game. It. I have to check again 
I'll have to check again. But it doesn't have like my saved progress. Like I'm 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 playing Resident Evil Village. I I beat it already in the first person. You can download um, the Winter's Expansion. The character you play's name is Ethan Winter. You can buy the Winter's Expansion, which is a an additional DLC where you play as his daughter, like twenty years in the future. No need to explain. Doesn't matter. You can play as Rose, his daughter, or you can play the same game again. But in third person, so for those who don't know, like first person meaning it's like immediately POV. You, the eyes that you see the game with are your eyes. You look down, you see feet. The same way now, like you're sitting in your chair probably or you know, doing dishes or something or in your car. It, the way you look down and see your arms and see your feet and stuff is exactly how you see it in the game. It's very immersive. It's, you know, it's good for horror survival games because you feel like you're really in danger. That's the point. And I beat the whole game like that, and then you can do another version. You can play the same game again, but in third person. So this was also very, you know, this was innovated by the original Resident Evil 4 back in like 2000, whatever, 4. And um, it's where you're kind of, the cameras, you are the camera, and you're kind of following behind your character. You're kind of like just a little bit over their, usually their right shoulder, and you you kind of get into the zone of like you you are the person, but also you you're pro- like protecting your person. Like you're not, you know, in first person you're like I am Ethan Winters, and then in the third person you're like okay, there's Ethan, but I got to protect him because he's kind of me too. Um, and you know, it's yeah, that's that's the point. So it feels it's just a very good style. It's just it's different. It's different gameplay. And anyway, I was playing Village again as the third person on, on the Winters expansion at home on the PS4. And where I stopped playing is um, probably like 50% of the way through. Like I was already through the, through the village, through the castle. I already beat the, the spooky doll house. And now I'm at Moreau, like the swamp person. And there's really just two more steps after the swamp lady or whatever, the big water monster. <laughs> and then you're done. Um, so yeah, maybe like a little less than 50% or so. And I, um, what did I want to say? I signed into the thing on my PlayStation 5 here and it didn't have like a continue game or like load last save option. So I'm a little bit like, well, I don't want to start a game that I've already played again from the start without having had finish it because then I would really, then I would prefer to wait until I've had some, some distance from that game. You know, like I, I was playing it again because I had downloaded the DLC and I had like started it and then I thought, well, I'll just finish it and then I can go to one of my new games. And, but now if it's like 50% done and then I can't go into it, I don't really want to start it again just for the sake of finishing it. It has a very long, that game has a very long intro where you're kind of, kind of just blubbering through the village until you get to the cool stuff, which is the castle. Um, and I don't really want to do that again. Like a village is great, but the first hour is pretty boring actually with the town because you don't do too much it's very linear you just have to like get to this house and then you have to get to this field and then you have to get to this house and then you're at the castle anyway if anyone who's a playstation person knows um if you if your progress from a from a game that you've played before on the playstation 4 if you played halfway and then you paused it, saved it, turned everything off, and then you sign into a, your account on the PS5, is it just over? Like, you have the game, but you're... Oh, for example, the Resident Evil 4, and I'm sorry, I will stop after this, but 
I beat that game completely, and then I played it a second time, and I beat it completely a second time. And the, the bonuses in that game and my perks and everything, they're all saved because I, I beat it twice and it like registers you at like a different rank and you get access to different weapons. Like it gives you bonuses, you know, it encourages repeated gameplay. If I go to it on my, on my PS5, is that all going to be deleted? Is it going to be like I've never played the game before? Please someone let me know. I'm really bad at Googling things like that because I always find myself getting into technical wordplay wormholes. Hey, technical wordplay wormholes. And I can never really find my answer. <coughs> so if, oh, sorry. <coughs> so if someone knows that, let me know. And thanks for listening. And uh, for people like my mom who don't know anything about what I've just mentioned, I apologize for the delay and the annoyance. And um, we can just jolly old boy move on. I will say... One last thing, which is I uh, just, I had been like, I'd had the new game, um, Alan Wake 2 on, what do you call it? When you like, you pay, you pay for the advance, you pay it in advance, like uh, you, you, you buy it, like it's on, not layaway, but like you, you, you buy it in advance so that when it's uh, like a pre-sale, like a pre, pre-purchase, I had pre-purchased and like pre-saved Alan Wake 2. Um, for a while, but it was only, it's, it's, it's one of those only PS5 releases and the reviews for this game were so good, like across the board, all the tens out of tens, fives out of fives, 4.9 out of five, you know, 9.8 out of 10, like every single one of the most stringent, like tough critics gave Ellen Wake 2 like all of the highest, highest ratings. And I'm a survival horror fan. I like puzzles. Resident Evil, it's just, it's created a, a, in a very addictive world. It's like puzzle play, you know, time crunches, surprises, lingering doom, dread. Like, I love that stuff. It just is the right, it just is, it's exciting, you know? And so I had, pre, I had pre-saved Alan Wake 2, and I'll just say this. When you get a PS5 only release for a brand new PS5, meaning that that game doesn't have any lesser quality versions to play on previous consoles, to put it in a, in a reference, maybe someone like my mom would understand. If you get like a 1080p 4K Ultra HD Blu ray disc of Lord of the Rings and you put it into the highest quality, most modern 4K, you know, ultra HD, blah, 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 player. And it's connected to this really nice TV that can capture and contain all of that information to give you the best image. And it only offers it in that way. And it doesn't offer a VHS format anymore, or it doesn't offer like a standard definition DVD anymore. I think we're all on the same page now. When you have that, a PS5 only game for a brand new PS5. Boys, let me tell you something. There is nothing more visually breathtaking and pristine than looking at a PS5-only game for PS5. Now, I've only had this for like a couple of days. I have only briefly looked at, you know, the Alan Wake 2 thing because it was showed up in my in my library after the after everything was signed in and updated. And, you know, I'd like... I don't know, I had some time last night. I played like half an hour of it. 
And oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so realistic. The, the, the jackets, the rain, the mud, the, the fog, the guns, like it's so real. It's incredible. So if you're into stuff like that, if you're into any kind of like survival, puzzle solving, you know, tense horror things like that, then yeah, then I can't, I can't, um, um, recommend anything better than, than that. I mean, of course there's also, um, you know, a, a, a plentiful amount of games <laughs> that are beautiful, high quality, and they don't have to be that, that genre, but that's my favorite genre. Of course, I've talked about podcasts like, uh, radio rental on here before for people who like stories like that. I still, I love that podcast and I feel like that's just the genre of things that I'm just most interested in. So, you know, that tends to be what I share the most information about. So anyway, there you go. There's my nerd stuff. I've nerded out. I've put all my nerds on the table. I've taken my nerds right out and I have just displayed them right on the table. So there you are. You can look at them. You can take a little glance. You can take a photo if you want. You can press play, go back, press pause, rewind, play it again. And there's all the nerding. There's all the nerds in the whole wide world there for your entertainment, pleasure, or despair. So do with that what you will. But thank you for listening. Any hoot, any how, any way, moving on. Um, a German this year, a German that I know, as a Christmas gift, a Christmas gift, gave me a, I'm sure it's a joke, and is intended to be part of, you know, some sort of inside thing, I don't know. It has, they have started, <laughs> I have been given a gift of a, um, like a, a very real, like German manual, like a, like a paperback textbook manual that you'd get in like an engineering company about the importance and science behind and the use of, and the mechanics of opening windows. Very real, very true. Um, let me look at the... I'm, I'm basically about to throw it away. Let me see what the title is again. Richtiges Lüften in Wohnungen. So like correct, like aeration, like how to correctly air out your apartment. And it's like a 50-page little paper pamphlet manual that, um, yeah, has pictures of, you know, windows. Uh, vented and cracked open. Ha, ha, ha. Super cool. And... Um, me picking it up to look at it to tell you the title is the most time I have spent um, with that gift. So that was weird. Um, all like so, so disconnected from reality and so impersonal to me as a person that is almost an insult. And I'm taking it kind of as such. I'm sure it wasn't intended that way, but I am almost like mad that I would get something like that because it's not from a stranger. If it was a stranger on the street and it was someone who doesn't know me and all they know me from all the, if I met someone on the street and they could only identify me as a person based on the video content that I produce and they gave me something like that, that would be funny. That would be, you don't know me. You only know this content. And this is something that you think will make me laugh or that I might use in the video because you're a fan. 
That's nice. That's fine. This is someone that I know and have known for like 10 years. And uh, the, the quality of the relationship with this person, the quality of our interactions has, has declined so rapidly. It's like the last hour of that movie, Titanic, just like <laughs> ship sinking, except in this uh, reality, there is no Rose and Jack. It's just people drowning. <laughs> it's just people falling 150 meters into a metal propeller that is in, that is being like, you know, dislodged out of the black ocean in the cold of night. It's kind of like that. That's what this relationship is like. Um, and um, I uh, thought I was being nice giving them my gift, which, um, side note for the podcast listeners, um, the socks merch have arrived. Now, it's a little premature to even t- talk about that because I can't give anybody anything and I can't sell anything yet. Um, but for a, f- a handful of very close people, I gave a pair. Um, I was going to see a few people just before Christmas Day and I just wanted to be like, here you go. So this person got, you know, hey, you know, I spend a lot of money and time and effort and this you know, these socks uh, are, uh, are also a representation of the many um, months of work and brand, like, re- like, recre- like it's a whole, it's a, it's a symbol of like so many things in my personal and professional life as, as well as just like being a cool thing that's fun and comfortable and funny. You know, it's just, it's a lot to me. So when I give someone one of these, it's more than just like, a, hey dude, hope you like the socks. It's more like, hey man, this was so much this is like such a symbol for me and I really hope you, I genuinely hope you enjoy them. And if you don't, that's okay, but I really hope you do. That's like, that's how I'm intending that. So I gave this person a pair of these socks that no one has that's supposed to be very like sweet and genuine and like there were no questions asked. There was no like, oh my God, you you got them made. Oh, that's so cool. What company did that? Uh, what material is this? Oh, let me take a look at this. Oh, I want to, you know, maybe you don't have to like put them on in front of me, but like, just more excitement. But he, you know, this person like looked at the thing and was like, oh yeah, well, speaking of this, and then handed me the, the pamphlet on windows, which I am 1000% either going to just like lose or forget or leave here at this house. I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. What a funny world we live in. Definitely ain't no PS5 which this person did not contribute or, or be a part of, that would, that would also be different. If this person had contributed to the big gift that everyone contributed to and then threw this on top, hey, that's funny. Okay, I get it. You know my videos. They also referred to my videos as my second life. That also entails to me that people think that I am like so different in my videos that I'm like hiding some different part of my whole personality. I am just making fun of Germans. I am literally, it's the same humor that I have in my personal life with all my friends. I do the accent in real life. The videos are just a more polished version of that because it has to appeal to people who don't know me. But people who do know me either are like my friends who go, hey, congrats, that's awesome, you're funny, and they're happy for me. And then there's people like this who are like, act like almost jealous in a weird way, even though this person has like gobs more money than I could ever dream to even see with my own eyes. Like there's no reason for this person to have this weird relationship to me, but they do and it sucks and I just don't get it. I don't think I deserve it. 
it's petty and it's weird and it sucks that all this is like connected through my closest, closest people. And there is no escaping this person's weird relationship to me. I just have to like, you know, and I'm fucking, I'm nice to this person. I am so nice. And I'm so nice that I get mad at myself for being so nice. I'd love to tell this person what I really think, but I can't do that because it would disrupt the entire the entire structure that is supporting this very fragile bridge of people. I can't say anything. Only my only a couple of very close people know how I really feel about this person and they know who that person is. And just getting little gifts like this is just such like a little like cherry on top of this like, you know, cow shit Sunday or whatever. It's just like, mm, eat that. And when they show up, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to grab a beer. You mean, do you want a beer? And it's just no conversation, no questions, no talking about. It's just so impersonal and so weird and so fake and gross. And I just. Don't, this is the most I have thought about this person in months. Like, I just don't care about them anymore. And it's sad because I really should. I can't give you any more details because I don't know a lot of you. It's just, it's so, it bothers me so much that that can't be a relationship. But it just can't. And it's all their fault. All their fault. I'm a, I'm, you know, I will take I will take responsibility for when I mess some things up. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still a little sick. I, I will definitely take responsibility, especially after I've had time to mull over things like, when did I misunderstand that? How did I interpret that? But you know what? This is all their fault. And they're lonelier and sadder and more pitiful because of it. And you know, I'm not a facetious, nasty, vile person, but there is a bit of a joy I get, a, get out of like watching this person just burn bridges with good people because they're going to crash and they're going to fall out and no one will care anymore. And I have certainly don't care. It's sad, but I certainly don't care if I didn't see this person anymore. They only bum me out. They only bring in this extremely hyper-masculine toxicity into every room and every conversation. It's so pathetic and it's annoying. Like they just ruin the atmosphere. It's like, go be some disgusting child somewhere else. It just drives me absolutely Absolutely karate kid crazy. Anyway, I know, boy, oh boy, I know I have definitely already said too much. So I'm going to stop there and maybe even listen back to see if I can even keep any of that stuff. But um, anyway, guys, look, <laughs> got a live show coming up on January 13th at the Miller Club in Munich. Um, the tickets sold out a long time ago, so I hope if you can make it, uh, great. If you can't, don't worry. There's going to be a lot of footage and a lot of clips I can put up from the show on my Instagram and on TikTok, and, th- and I'm going to put it on my YouTube and things like that. Also, 
Very, very good news. I finally um, qualified for the YouTube Partner Program. Um, long story short, that's basically just you have to have a certain amount of followers and a certain amount of viewed hours. Like I think I have like 2.3 million hours viewed content, which is wild. And I crossed the 11,000 follower mark, subscriber mark, which is just fantastic. Like YouTube is such a difficult thing to, to get a, a grasp on. I feel like it's my, my final frontier. It's something I really want to build a relationship with. And um, yeah, I want to have like, you know, regular video podcast on YouTube. I want to have my, I want to do live streaming, all this stuff that I always talk about. It's something I really care about a lot and really want to get going next year. And what I'm also going to do is I'm going to, you know, do a hopefully do a little tour with the live show and get maybe like film, like a professional, like a real special of it. And maybe even the middle, if the middle one goes well, I can cut, I can cut like a smooth version of it and put it up on YouTube as well. And that's something I want to do. So I made the YouTube Partner Program. It basically means I can make money now. Um, I can make money through people who are like super fans and they want to, you know, subscribe to my channel. Like you know, two two bucks, three bucks a month. If you're a listener of the show and you're a fan of the show, go to my YouTube. The link is in the description. Go and subscribe. It's free. It's free to subscribe to my YouTube. You can get all of my content that I put on Instagram and on TikTok and little extra things that are usually only platform specific. I put everything on YouTube um, and I'm going to start, like I said, putting longer form content on there. Going to see you're going to the whole live show that I'm going to do next month is going to be on there. So, yes, go ahead. If you haven't, you, the YouTube description, it's, it's, yeah, it's in the, the link is in the description. Go subscribe for free. Go do it. If you like the show and you like me, just go do it. It means a lot to me and it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and now if you want to, if you're a super, super fan, you can join, like join the channel. You can pay a very small monthly thing, kind of like Patreon helps me, you know, finance making my videos. If I need to travel somewhere, train tickets, meals, and such things like that to, to keep making bigger and better videos for you guys. Um, and yeah, so, okay. I'll leave you with that. I love you guys so much. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Christmas. Um, sorry for the funny roller coaster of an episode, but you know what? It's it's nice for me to feel like I can be so candid and so pure. It's like I've said many times before. This podcast is basically my therapy session, and I'm literally walking around alone in a room, staring at a wall. But it feels so good to get all this stuff off my chest. Um, but I love you guys. Thank you for following, sharing, subscribing, all those things. They, they're free. Subscribing, following, sharing, it, it, really, it really helps me. So thank you so much for sharing the show, uh, following me on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. Everything's in the show notes. And um, yeah, I'll hit you guys up next week, and we'll talk about the new year up to come. All right. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.